Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hello, welcome to the Fantasy Podcast, episode 29. I am your host, Peter, joined this by Tom and only Tom. It is a dynamic duo this week. Gunnar's can call it the works, it's just us two. How are you doing, Tom? Yeah, good, thank you. How are you? I'm fantastic, eh? It's a bit cold with this weather, but apart from that, I really cannot complain. Football's on. Celtic won last night. <laughs> <laughs> so, hey, happy days. Right, the league, no much to cover there. The top three hasn't changed from the last podcast on Tuesday. So the average points for the game week just passed was 32. Tom, so Gunnar's not here. He had 70, highest, highest point scorer. You had 58 and I had 54. So I suppose I may as well say what I said last week. If this was a cup week, this time, I'd put Mars. <laughs> Finish to each other. Uh, so you want to talk us your points and anything you missed this week? Um, so I had Joe Lewis in goals for seven points. Uh, Captain Tav got me 14. Guthrie got me seven. Ayer got me seven. Goldson got me seven. Uh, Vice Captain Turnbull only got me three. Robinson got me one point. Mullen, three. Uh, Devante Cole got me six. Roof, one. And Nisbet, two. I brought in Segrist and he has a knock. So that really didn't work out. And then I also brought in Robinson as well when I seen the news regarding Henderson being back at St Mirren and he was he featured on the bench he never came on but uh, if he had then obviously you can't use the the best of the bench loophole so I used the free transfer to get in Robinson and Robinson was benched so not great transfers but these things happen that's right they bring it up actually the whole the, the wee loophole came undone last night a lot of panic on Twitter people oh get him out get him that's out it. and people got out before the app updated uh-huh. And I've noticed Gunnar hasn't done it, so Gunnar has now got him in his team. Right. Let me get a transfer. So you were on a lucky one. So for Gunnar to, if he's going to bench boost next week to maximise it, he's going to have to take a hit now, but he probably didn't want to take a hit. Well, simply get to see your transfers there. Robs didn't work out and used the other one, right? Fine. So it's still a decent score, consider. Right, myself, I had Amic in goals for two points. The Rangers back three, Barsic, Golson, and Tavenier captain for double points. And Guffrey in there. McGregor and Turnbull. McGregor was brought in for Callahan, so three points each. Mullen, three points. Robinson, three points for one. Cole, for six. Brophy, one point, which is quite irking considering St. Martin won 5 1. He was on for an hour and he only got one point. On less than 57 minutes or something, he didn't get a, yeah. a goal. Uh, when I originally saw the team, the results, sorry, I thought I'd missed out on points for Hoban. I didn't know he'd been took off, so I dodged a bit there, to be honest. Mm-hmm. 
Ferguson three the best this, but two best. So I'm not gonna miss it anymore. No, no, but change what crazy changes in my game week. Fifty four points is what it is. We move on. So the cup. Push the cup. That's all we do here. Push the cup, Peter. Push the cup. Good PR. <laughs> we have two spaces left. So we'll have 26 people in the cup with two spaces left. I think we'll go over the rules again if you listen to this. First thing first, Earth says final because it's our cup. So na 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 I think it comes to that point, it is, right? Uh, in, in the event of a tie, as you said, Tom, many goal scorers in your team first. How many assists your team second, and how many top, bottom six players you've got a team as the third cut off? Oh. The quiet dogs, not like last week. Apart from that, that is it. I think it should be okay. Now, obviously, I'm assuming that by the end of play tonight, we'll have our full account of cup. So we'll all get in touch with the community how we're going to do the draw. We're going to do a podcast of some sort sometime and do the cup draw. So keep your eyes and ears peeled, and we'll get back to you. Right, Tom, results then. First up, we'll probably go to the biggest, it's not even a shock, but it is a shock for the scoreline, but probably the biggest goals and weather of the week. Dundee United 1, St Mirren 5. So, Hearts got a goal, a boatless of Sunday United, and for St Mirren, it was Shaughnessy with a goal, McGrath, two goals, with two penalties, a Dennis goal, a Conley goal, McCarthy assist, Dennis assist, and Flint assist. So, Talks through the points, but obviously last week we all kind of brought McGrath put forward as a transfer, but none of us took it, did we? No, we were asked the question, what St Mirren player would you get, considering they've got four double gaming in a row? And we said McGrath, purely for the fact he's on penalties, and they've got two penalties. <laughs> hey, take it away there, yes. Um So, speaking of McGrath, and he, I think it was his free kick that set up the first goal, really, obviously. Shaughnessy then headed into the, the, the box. Sorry, McCarthy headed into the box for Shaughnessy to then uh, put in the back of the net. McGrath, as we said, two penalties. The first one was given away by Mark Reynolds for a foul in the box. Um, and the second penalty was a Shankland handball. Then for the third goal, fourth goal, sorry, um, Subs, Connolly and Dennis came on for Brophy and Abika. Abika had a single shot which was blocked and Brophy had a single shot which was on target. Uh, in fact, the only player on the pitch that in this game to have more than one shot on target was McGrath and that was the two penalties which he scored. Um, he did also make um, a massive five key passes. So we talked about him just being, oh, perhaps he might get penalties, but there's just, there does appear to be some assist potential there as well. And then it was a great run from Connolly at the end from the halfway line with the ball over the top for the the fourth goal. And then Dennis with the, the closer. Ryan Flynn had a decent run. Um, nobody could touch him there to set up the, the goal. He got the assist. And when they were 3-0 down, it was a great one-touch shot from Harks for the consolation goal for Dundee United. And it was a bolt and assist for him. I still don't know how I feel about that. I thought... Um, I thought Dundee United's defence flattered St Mirren and you could question both penalty shots. I don't know what you think about that, Peter. I was actually sitting there because you, you like to have a wee dig at St Mirren every week or two on this and they actually... From watching the highlights, and obviously it is just the highlights, uh, they did 
seemed to shoot or score for every chance they had. So it was mm-hmm. like five one, it was like five chances. You kind of backed up with the most chances with one or two per person was the top of the head. So it was kind of one of the games I think Evan the Hawk went in. Now, I've got a couple of questions here after the game, obviously, because I've, I used to do this, I've got something to kind of bring up. Is McGrath on your, your radar? Or yeah, but we've got midfield. He, he wasn't he wasn't originally, but I've got a problem in the shape of Kilty because he never started the game and he wasn't on the bench. And I read today um, that Alex Dyer is looking to dip into the transfer market because he's had quite a few recent and presumably quite severe injuries. So because uh, he's quite light in his squad, I think the bench last night featured two 19-year-olds who have never played. So really he had four subs. So it sounds like he's going to dip into the transfer market because they've been hit by injuries. And if you're only going to buy players in if it's a long-term injury. So I'm concerned about him. So they're at the same sort of price point of about three million. So I might bring in McGrath just purely for the penalties. And then we obviously mentioned there five key passes. So there's assist potential in that as well. So I might consider that for the upcoming doubles. I was going to say, plus it's a double game each trot, so it's not as if... A bare minimum gets you two points, hopefully. That's four points. It could be any better, maybe a Callaghan or a summer of the ilk, like Kilt, if he's not even playing. And well, if you compare it to a single game week player and he gets four points, that's almost like coming on as a sub and getting an assist every week. Like that way, that way thinking, Tom. That's a, that's a good way to get yourself thinking to do the transfer. Also, just be looking at the league table. I mean, I didn't even realise that Murn now are like seventh or whatever, fighting for sixth, sixth place on United. Mm-hmm. Can you? I know you're not the biggest fan. You always kind of like, I'll be digging at Murn because you don't know if they play a good football. Would you think you could finish top six? The game's in hand. I think, I, think, I think they could. I definitely think they could. The, the, the confidence will be high after that. Nothing like a big win to, to get the confidence going. Dundee United, they don't seem to be very active in the transfer window. He seems to try and, Mickey Mellon tries to change a lot. He tries different lineups, he tries different formations, and nothing really seems to be going off for them. They'll maybe get a 1 0 or 2 0 win every now and again, but St. Mirren have made a few changes. They've been active in the transfer window, so I reckon they'll probably push on for top six. I don't think anyone in danger and put in a relegation fight. They're both well away from it. They'll be fine. Mm-hmm. Just think, St. Mern can have it under the radar and just they seem to be now that they're potentially top six. That's it. Right, next up, Ross County 1, Motherwell 2. So it was a Shaw goal for Ross County. You talked about getting him, Tom, but he didn't do it. Cole, goal, Mugabe goal, and a Carroll assist for Motherwell. So on you go. Yes, yeah, so that's uh, three goals in the last four games for Devante Cole. Um, there was no Watt assist this time, though, um, but Watt did have three shots on target in this game, so he was unlucky not to get a goal himself, I felt. Uh, Devante Cole, he had two shots on target, and uh, that's the same for his fellow goal scorer, Ollie Shaw, as well. Um, I really fancy Shaw to get a couple of goals against Hamilton in the next game week. Obviously, it is a single game week, but considering some of the doubles, it's Rangers plus someone else, it's maybe not a bad option going for, for Shaw. Um, he's now had four goals and one assist in his last six games. And he probably could have had a couple in this game as well. But I thought Liam Kelly had another good game. We spoke about him on a previous pod. He made some decent saves and he made a decent save to deny Ollie Shaw a second goal there. Um, Mugabe got the, the second goal, which was the winner. 
Um, that's only his second goal of the season, so I wouldn't be rushing to get him just yet. Um, that was the first win in 13 games for Motherwell, so now under Graham Alexander, hopefully they can maybe build on that and start getting some, some results. Okay. I did mention last week, I thought Motherwell looked like they were, I say last week, it was only Tuesday, I'm forgetting the podcast two days ago. Motherwell looked like they kind of turned a corner then, that game against Aberdeen looked like not again, because once the man gets sent off, other kind of fell apart. But in this game, when they went 1-0 down, the response and the way they fought back, I think, maybe it's maybe too early this season, maybe it's a bit early to get on Motherwell this season, maybe because it will be bottom six. But I think they're going to make a good manager there. I think it'll be interesting how they look next year with transfer window under their belt and how he sets the team up. It's maybe for next year going forward. And also, if they do hit a bit of form, but they're still in the bottom six, we get that second wild card. You've got to, this is, we've discussed, we'll probably discuss it every week and we'll discuss this closer at the time, but it's a good wild card that because obviously the splits are different. We don't get in the FPL where you're going to look for the best of the bad bunch in the bottom six. Mm-hmm. Hope you can get some good players because many times, Tom, have you seen the Scottish League table where the seventh team ends up with more points, team finishes six because of the split? That's right, yeah. We try to find the, the good players. And, at, and the question was to me was what team do you think will be that team out of these two teams? Ross County and Motherwell will be the team you grab asset, the assets from because we've kind of talked up Ross County the last few weeks. Do you yeah, still we think have. you still think them or think Motherwell could be the team to go for after the split? I think it might be Motherwell. I think it looks like Graham Alexander's turning things around, but I think it's I think it's a slow process by the looks of things. So I don't think he's going to have enough time to pull himself out of the bottom half. So I think it probably will be Motherwell. Right. Plus, I do like to look at the squad. When you look at the squad depth, all and they do look like a squad that should be top six. Mm-hmm. So many players are. Well, I've seen uh, on Sky Sports News, um, Ross County have took White on loan for the rest of the season, the striker. From Motherwell? From Motherwell, yep, yeah. just to the end of the season. So, okay. Ross County yeah. are building as well. Next up, St. Johnson now, Aberdeen now, two clean sheets. This is probably the most, the, the least I've got to say in any of the games. Um, a nil nil for St. Johnson and Aberdeen. Both teams have had three clean sheets in the last five. I've spoken in the past, I prefer Aberdeen for the defensive assets rather than the, the strikers. Um, Sam Cosgrove, he had a single shot in this game, which was on target, and it was considered a, a, a big chance missed. I didn't really think there was any other clear standouts for Aberdeen in this game other than Matty Kennedy, who made four key passes. St. Johnston, they kind of had that sort of second wave. They did well in the, the semi-final against Hibs, but then they've struggled to, to break Aberdeen down here, so... I'm not too sure on St. Johnston assets just now. I'm still still something to keep an eye out. But I think they're going to play they're going to play Rangers in the double anyway. So I wouldn't be rushing into to bet to buy St. Johnston players anyway. So just something to monitor for now. Yep. No, I actually yes is a, a like I said earlier on. I thought I'd lost the Hoban seven points, but then I realised it was too off, so I wasn't too bothered. Because I, I did bench Hoban and Ferguson, because I actually thought St. Johnson were going to get some here. Mm-hmm. We, we spoke last night, you thought, did you think St. Johnson as well? Do you think we're going to be a high from that? Is that what you said? Or did you say the other way around? I can't remember what we're discussing. That yeah, was I, stuff thought, I, I, I thought St. Johnson would score after after Gubbin Hibbs, so. I just, it's one of the games that you couldn't really predict, but I just 
he had done the edge of safety and took it out of Dean players and it kind of worked out. Because one injured, not because it not worked out, because one got injured, so that, that worked out for me. <laughs> right. <laughs> Next up, Celtic to Hamilton Nil. So Griffith and Edward goal each. Elonisi assist and a clean sheet. Yeah, so Griffith's got the opener in this game. He could have made it too. Then McGregor uh, laid on a nice cut back for him, but he, he missed. Uh, Edwards sealed the win with the second goal. He had six shots in this game with three of them on target. He does seem to like Hamilton, though. So uh, when it comes to this season, he seems to shine in Hamilton games and then Burns is in the rest. Um, so something to be aware of. Uh, I, I found himself in the box a lot, I thought, watching the game. I think he would be my preferred defender um, with Frimpong now gone and Ayer playing at right back. His position seems fairly nailed in the squad. Um, whereas Greg Taylor, obviously he's the other attacking fullback in this particular game, but his place is at risk from Laxalt, so that would be a concern. It was um, zero shots on target for, for Hamilton and I, I'd probably want to see Selleck get a, a bigger margin in this kind of game. They do have three double game weeks in a row, but I'm, I'm probably still not 100% convinced on Celtic assets. Um, Turnbull missed a big chance in the game, and I think everyone's pretty much everyone's got Turnbull now. Um, if you're going to go for defender, probably go for Ayer. And then I think you could argue it's probably a toss-up between Edward and Griffiths for your, your third Celtic player if you're going to you're going to go down that route. Well, I was going to say after Lennon's comments, you can maybe go for Bain if you want a goalkeeper as well. Because possibly, yeah, pretty much through back us under the bus, isn't he? Really, yeah. So, I think, and he did say last night, Scott being number one going forward. So, to me, that says Scott being number one for the foreseeable, anyway. So, watch the game. It was Hazard was number one for the for a foreseeable period of time at some point as well. Let's not get down this road against Tom McKenna. There's no good here to stop us or have a dig in. Watch the I thought the game was pretty boring. I know you said a couple weeks ago Celtic could play without pressure. You know, the Rangers kind of, league's pretty much won. But I just don't see it. I can see Celtic uh-huh. dropping points pretty soon again. Uh, like you said, I, I think Ayer's the best option at defence. You pick a defender, would be Ayer. Bain, if you want to kind of have a keeper, because we'll probably keep some clean sheets, so there's your option there. Up front, I don't know. Griffiths of Redward, double game weeks. I don't think Griffiths looks fit enough. I don't think Edward looks fit enough, so I can't see them all playing these double game weeks. Just me personally, I don't know. You know, I brought in McGregor for Callahan, which I think is pretty much nailed on. I think that's his best you're going to get in Turnbull because he's form, so that's the two I've went for. Uh, I mean, I, I spoke last night saying I was going to maybe get Kristen. Kristen was benched anyway, so I'm glad I avoided that. So mm-hmm. it's like a basket of cats, Celtic squad selection millennials. There's nothing nailed. Nailed on, you could probably say, ah, yeah, if he's fit as nailed, he's the best defender at the club. Mm-hmm. and Turnbull's probably nailed and McGregor that's the three I think definitely you can probably guarantee if they're fit they're playing yeah Elonisi yeah. started as well uh, yeah but Elonisi can start and then I think next week he could he could easily not play and it's just mm-hmm. uh, anyway I digress <laughs> we'll wait for this again or not. next up Hibs nil Rangers 1 Morelos school a rebo assist and a clean sheet for Rangers yeah so Jack Ross mixed the lineup at Hibs um, Hanlon the captain was benched in favour of uh, McGregor. Uh, Doig was back in the squad. He was playing as a wing-back. Uh, Boyle was also benched. And uh, Marciano was back in the sticks. So, a um, bit of a change there. It was a 1-0 uh, goal margin. Morelos 
as you said, got the goal. It's uh, it's questionable whether he should have still been on the pitch at that point. Um, when you looked at the the stamping incident, uh, I think it's probably a unanimous red card, unless you can convince me otherwise, Peter. Oh, I can't. No. <laughs> no, I can't. Um, but if I had enough history of work, I'm not going to engage. I'm losing manners then. Because if it was us, right, I'm getting a Celtic fan, it's like the whole, I know this is off a tangent here, see the League Cup final, we won, we're offside goal. Mm-hmm. Rangers fans were sick. I found that more amusing, the fact that we were offside goal. I was like, well, I'm actually glad the goal was offside because it winds up more. So it's mm-hmm. like, this morning I got through my colleagues, I'm glad they've done that, then scored the goal because I know that annoys people more than the guy who was off the pitch has scored. That's it. That's the back of the clubs in it. So I suppose that's, right. that's yep. what happens. Exactly. Yeah. Um, that that um, that could have been repeated again. It could have been another uh, Morelos goal with a Rebo assist. Um, a Rebo kind of had a wee sort of flick on it in the box, and Morelos missed the missed it. it was pretty much he probably argue it was a setter. Um, it's only four goals in the last eight games for Hibs, and that's including the the semi final against St Johnston. We've talked about this quite a few times in the past that Hibs, they're just not finding um, the goals. We've, I think we're probably all going to stick with Nisbet purely for the, the double game week and based on his season performance. Perhaps <coughs> with this sort of lineup switch up, things might change. You can't really judge a team based on a performance against Rangers because they're, they're head and shoulders above the rest. So we'll have to see how this new formation goes through the double game week and then you can make a decision after that. Um, I thought Jackson Irvin had a big chance to equalise as well, so Rangers' clean sheet might not have stood. Um, and that was about it, really. Right, two points. First point, I think Hibs have been the team that I've seen play Rangers who have given them the most difficulty pretty much every game they've played them. Mm-hmm. So whether Jack Ross maybe hasn't got the players to, 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 to lay out the plan and what to do, but whether he is set up-wise, Hibs have given Rangers difficult times in a couple of games I've seen him play so far. And secondly, Thomas might hurt. I probably was going to hurt. Do you think Rangers can go this full season unbeaten? Oh, yeah. Definitely, yeah. They can, can they? Yeah. Much I'd, be, I'd, be, I'd be more surprised if they didn't. Yeah. I can't see I can't see right now who's going to beat them. Themselves, I would say that. That's the only thing I can think of. Well, first of all, see, I, there's nobody who I think can take points. Livingston is the only team I think on form... They might do something. Mm-hmm. It won't be Celtic, I don't think, unless something happens. And the only yeah. thing I think apart from that would be if they clinch it, then they're eight games away from the title, so they could win the league in eight games. That's if Celtic match them, which I do not think will happen. Mm-hmm. So they might win it sooner. Then they might get a wee bit of complacency, because even though I'm quite sure Gerard will want to go right, won the league, let's try to go unbeaten. That's what we do as a manager, isn't it? Yeah. The players might get a bit of complacency and take eye out the ball because the league's won and only I can see. Right, last game. Livingston left it late. Versco Marmock, 2-0. Cabia and Pittman, goals, 8-8-8 minutes. And a clean sheet, Tom. Yeah, so, um, as I already mentioned, the Kilty situation, so keep an eye on team news for that, for those that own him, like myself. Um, another well-owned player at the start of the season um, was Alan Forrest. Uh, he was denied early on in the game. He's not started as much under Martindale, but he's still the top scorer for Livingston in all competitions. And he has started to be introduced back into the, the starting lineup over the last couple of games. So he's one to watch, I think. Uh, Guthrie hit the crossbar in this game as well early. 
in the early minutes. It could have been another goal for him. He's, he's already on five. He got six goals last season. So I think he's probably going to either match that or exceed it this season. And it's not bad for a centre-back. Um, we do like defenders that can offer us clean sheets and attack in return. So I think he's already wet up a full 1.0 million in the game. I think so, yep. So people are buying him, don't miss out. Um, I was really surprised that Robinson was benched in favour of Gavin Riley, um, given Robinson's recent form. It didn't pay off in the end because um, Riley failed to make a single shot at all. Um, That's good for us, isn't it? For your owners, so hopefully that... Exactly, yeah. Ho hopefully they'll learn from this and uh, Robinson's back in the, the starting eleven again. Um, it was Cabia that got the first goal. He signed from Shelbourne just in January. So okay. he's, he's, he's fairly new to the squad. So he's one to keep an eye on. And then obviously Scott Pittman got the second goal. It was a clean sheet for Livingston and they've managed to keep eight clean sheets under Martindale. I think that's in all competitions. Okay. Well, Livingston again, I think obviously the reform team, part of the Rangers, the reform team and they're kind of the team that were a lot of low-rated players. I'm interested to see how they finish this season, right? And then next season, how the players' prices up for the game differential because I'm going to see Livingston storm the rest of this season and finish third because they could quite easily finish third. I was looking at the table they're on, and they're eight points behind third or, or six with a game in hand. I mean, in the form they're in, it could easily happen. And how that players like Guffrey, Pittman, for example, Mullen, Robertson, who you can see right now they're all playing brilliantly under Martindale, mm -hmm. how their price would go up. If, um, would you want to go for these players or would you have to change and try to find value elsewhere? Because it's like this year, you look at Aberdeen midfielders and Hibs especially, midfielder assets, you think, well, they're overpriced. I'm going to touch him. Like Boyle, for example. Mm -hmm. What's in that? Um, yeah, it really depends on how they, how they can price. And there's a lot of eyes on Livingston just now. They're, 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 uh, they're sort of the, the hot topic of the, the month just now. Just because of the impact that Martindale's had, <laughs> yeah, obviously, yeah. Um, but I'll be I'll be interested to see if they can keep a hold of some of these players as well. Because Livingston, they all back in a club. You're right, they're right. Remember a couple of years ago, they came up with Gary Holt, and they they sold a they put a three five two kind of formation, didn't they? Uh -huh. The full back line after a good season. And um, well, you just have to look at the start of the season. Um, with uh, London Dykes, they got a big offer in. I mean, you can't, I mean, it's a big offer for Livingston. I mean, if you look at the Premier League, it's, it's laughable. It was I know. just over a million. If, if, they, if they get some big offers in a club like Livingston, will probably have no option but to, to, to accept. So it's whether they can keep the squad as it is just now. Um, but I, I do think the prices will rise. I don't know if it'll be substantial enough to, to prices out. Um, you kind of have to suppose you have to take them on a, the, the season as a whole. Um, I think they'll jump up, but not so much. I, I always think back to the the season where Leicester won the, the Premier League um, and the likes of um, Mares. I think Mares was like 5.5. And then the season afterwards, I think they only jumped up to about 7, 7.58. So I don't think it's going to rise substantially. It will be priced out, but I think they will jump up a bit. Plus, like I said, if 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 they managed to, it's my dog's going to cage. If they did, if they did manage to finish in Europe, then that's kind of maybe a pull to stay at the club. Yeah, it's a European place. Maybe they wouldn't want to jump because unless it's going to be Celtic Rangers to sign them, 
where are they going to go apart from England? Are they going to go to Hibs and Hearts just for more money? Because what I see, what I see from watching it, the whole eye test is they've really bought any Martindale. They're, mm-hmm. they're really playing and fighting for him. And he seems to be obviously a manager that they like playing for. And they, they buy it in it. So uh, it could be interesting next year they go on. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Right, Tom, predictions. Again, another bad week for us all. As it stood, 28 me, 14 you, Gunnar 32. As it stands, 29, 15, 33, one point each. And it was for the Rangers one. That's it, because it were That's rubbish, right. rubbish elsewhere. So coming up, fixtures-wise, double game week. Lots of fixtures. I'll talk through them quickly. Celtic St. Mirren, Dundee Tibbs, Kilmarnock St. Johnson, Livingston Aberdeen, Aberdeen Livingston, St. Mirren Hibs, Kilmarnock Celtic, Hamilton Ross County, Motherwell Dundee United, Rangers St. Johnson. Lots of games there. So that's Saturday, Tuesday, Wednesday. So I'm going to ask you to predict three games, Tom. So Gunnar's not on, but he's had a game of prediction. So that first up is the Saturday game. Livingston versus Aberdeen. And me and Gunnar both went 1-0, Livingston. Yeah, I'll probably do the same. 1-0. Tuesday games, St Mirren versus Hibs. Gunnar's went one each, and I went 2-1 St Mirren. 2-1 Hibs. Oh. And the Wednesday games, in Motherwell versus Dundee United, Gunnar's went 0-0, and I went 3-1 Motherwell. 2-0 Motherwell. Okay. Brings us to our transfers, captain and vice-captain. So, that's what I need your help here, Tom, right? Right. As it stands, I have got 14 players for a double for a double week game. So, I'm going to be, well, I'm, I'm going to bench boost, right? Mm-hmm. So, I was looking at it. For my fifth, my, my next transfer, it basically works out, it's going to have to bring in a Kilmarnock striker for Cole, so I've got four of the 15 players, that's the way I've looked at it, because as I, if I flick up so his ticket here, yep, Command's got two in the shot, so it makes sense bring him in, he's in for the four, the four games. I'm thinking Oakley for Kilmarnock. Right. I know Gunnar talked about Kabamba, but I was looking at him and he's, he's, he's coming off the bench, he's no starting. So do you think that's a good choice, or do you think I should go elsewhere? I would... I, I... I'll be more inclined to go elsewhere. Who's your other two strikers? I have got Brophy, who's also doubled up, and Nisbet. Brophy and Nisbet, right. Got a standstill and stay in the Vatican goal. For me, I like Ollie Shaw, even though he's got a single because it's against Hamilton. If you're going to go for a double, I would probably go Nicky Clark purely because Dundee United is usually in amongst the goals. Motherwell Hibbs isn't too bad of a double. That would, so. probably, that would probably be my option. So Clark. See, my only thing was if I bring him in, Oakley, who started, then he's playing the next two double game weeks. Which means mm-hmm. if transfer after, I can target somebody else for a double game week. And that's what we're thinking. I mean, he's brought in to be first choice, obviously. I looked at Kamarnock's formation. They're playing, is it McKenzie behind him? That's who they're playing. So he's in for two. He's, he's, only in for, he's not in a long time. He's in for two weeks for four games. 
And like you said, but maybe Shaw would play one game and get more points if he scores one goal. Mm-hmm. But then always get two chances to score a goal. But I have to think about it. So what's your transfer plans for the week coming up then? <laughs> I'm having a disaster because I had Kilty. It sounds like he's long-term injured, so that's that's that noise up. I brought in Seagrist for the, the, the double game week and it was just announced just, just slightly after the deadline that He's got a calf strain and needs to rest. He's on the bench, but wasn't he? He was still on the bench, I think, yeah. He'll probably be fine for next week then. I'm assuming he'll be fine. Yeah. Um, I still own O'Hara and I still own Gallagher from the, the blank game week. So I'll probably want to get rid of those guys as well. So it makes it very difficult for me to bring Ollie Shaw in for this, considering I've got some fires to put out. So is it O'Hara to McGrath? Is that the... Is that the... I think, prob- I think I'm probably going to. Well, it was. I mentioned it was going to be Kilty to McGrath, but that obviously depends on what the injury news is. If Kilty's fit to go, then it'll probably be O'Hara to McGrath, um, and then I probably just have to stick with Gallagher for one week. For one week, Dun- at home against Dundee United probably isn't too bad. Yeah, it's um, not the worst of the game, that's true. And then it was probably going to be getting rid of Cole in favour of Ollie Shaw. So that's what I'm thinking. I have to, I have to wait, but I still really want Ollie Shaw, and I, I might even take a minus eight. I should get to see you next year. Are you going to actually go crazy and take a minus eight to get the, these guys in? Why not? Yeah, you only have one stop. Exactly. <coughs> Sorry, excuse me. So captain options in the vice captain options. So obviously, somebody says Tav, but he's only one game this week. So I've wrote down his options here: would be a Livingston or a Celtic player. Said on the fixtures, or are you still going to stick with Tav on that one game week because I've got some Johnson at home, which is quite a favourable fixture. Yeah, it's a tough one because if Tav gets a, a penalty as well, then it's obviously big points after that. Um, you can maybe stick the vice on a Rangers defender. I, I'm, I'm probably going to have to gamble a wee bit because Morank isn't that great, so. I'm probably going to have to go maybe looking at Selig, perhaps put the vice on Aya, and then maybe put the captaincy on Tav. <laughs> Turnbull, Turnbull, I think. I, I think Turnbull. The Turnbull experiment, as much as I think he's, he's slightly dipped in form a wee bit, Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's because everyone's going to I don't think I'm going to stick with Alisson. Not done last time. Livingston, captain, vice captain. I think Guthrie, who who looks really dangerous, is set pieces. Aberdeen aren't, aren't firing at all. I mean, you can see that. Yeah, that's true. Guff, Guffrey, captain, vice captain, Mogul Robinson. And hopefully, you get some news that one of them's going to. I mean, Mullen's pretty much nailed on, isn't he? Mullen's pretty much nailed when he's full strength team. It's Robinson. It was the first time he was subbed to. Yeah, it was actually Mullen that came off for Robinson to go on. But then you're thinking Rangers at home at St Johnson, they they could run riot. They absolutely could run riot. They know the end, they know, they know the ends in sight, so they could easily just go nuts. And <laughs> you said one game week could outscore a single double game week easily. It's happened many many times this Watch week. Watch this It happened the last week, the blank week, but obviously they have really high scores for them at the head. Right, so we're not we're not giving you. A, an answer, guys, we don't know yet. We're still thinking about it. But you're going to bench boost this week, Tom. We're bench boosting. 
I'm probably yeah, I'm probably got a bench boost. Why not? I'm the same. Fifteen players will have in, so hopefully bench boost that. Right, we will go to Twitter for questions. Right, first question is from Brian Blade Attack. He has said, I just spinned Lewis Ferguson. Good decision. So, obviously, I questioned him on that, who he brought in, and he brought in the Lacken from Ross County. So, do you think that's a good decision for the long run, or do you think he was wrong doing that? Um, let's have a look. So, he's punted Ferguson, Ferguson, who has a double game week against Livingston. So, we've discussed Livingston being a tough team to play against, and he's brought in Lacken. There's no, no double game weeks. <laughs> he's got no double games, but he's going to be facing Hamilton. And he's been in amongst the goals. He's been setting them up for all his shots. I think he's had a goal as well, from memory. Um, then... So, then they have a double game week in game week 29 where they face St Mirren and Celtic. Um, it's probably... You could argue it's probably six and a half a dozen. In the short term, for game week 27, I probably fancy Larkin's chances more than I do uh, Ferguson's. So I reckon it's a nice short-term punt. My only concern would be that Aberdeen's got double game weeks. Ross County Ernie's... I know he's a couple of good results and he looked well. I suppose what he could probably do himself is take note of both players and go right 27 to 30, maybe. Mm-hmm. And then say, count the points, see if it's worth it or not. I've got a funny feeling it won't be. But I could be wrong. I, th- I, think, you, I, think, you might, I think it might pay off. Okay, well, we'll keep this. We'll keep this. Lacking update, lacking versus Fergie. Right. Writing this down now. Because two fixtures against Livingston, then Hibs, then St. Mirren, then Selick, then Selick again. Hamilton's a nice fixture for Aberdeen. And then it kind of goes a bit nicer towards the, the end before the split. So assuming he's keeping him in for the long term, we'll mm-hmm. judge the points to see who, who he was right or not. Right, next up. Last question is from FPL. Kimmy, is five at the back the way to go? First of all, I think we should have to very much start with the season. Five of the, the defence is definitely the most points. Would you agree with that? Yeah, because a clean sheet... Far exceeds a goal, and there's a lot of clean sheets this season. Mm-hmm. Um, so, it, it, more often than not, five at the back is is the way to go. There's the odd there's the odd week where you've kind of got a couple of big hitters facing each other, and you'll maybe go four at the back. But I don't think I've ever actually went three at the back. I think the law so, the law averages is basically much said that five at the back is the best, pretty yeah. much. And the second part of the question is, choose your perfect back five in defence. So, I'm assuming there's no rules here, right? So pick a bit. If you could pick five players at the back, who would you pick? Tav, Goldson, Barisic, <laughs> Guthrie, and I'd probably have to stick with Aya. So have you got all five of them? I've got four out of those five. Who, who are you missing? Uh, I don't have, have Barisic I've got Gallagher Mate, so you've got four and I've got four and the one I'm missing is Ayer who I want to get in and you've got <laughs> you've missed Barisic so there mate, we go. that's confirmation much. that's confirmation confirmation that's a five player you should get in 
Right, the Masters finished with the Scottish game. Go to the FPL for a wee quick, quick chat and we'll finish up. There's no change to the league. Top three, there's also a game left tonight, which is a quite an important game, actually. Spurs and Liverpool. A few players will have a lot of assets on these games, so about time to go. So as it stands, right, so obviously this is as it stands, we'll finish this up in next week. Mm-hmm. The average is 32. I'm in 53. You're in 60. Girls in 46. Good shooting this week, Tom. I, I know it's the first day you were ever, every play you had seemed to return for you. Exactly, yeah. It was a good week for me. Do you have any players left to play the right? Uh, yeah, I've got Salah and I've got Kane. So same as me? Yeah. Would his girls just get Salah? No, two girls. A girls just get Salah, eh? I think so. Sure. So, as I text the chat alone, for me to have some, for me to win this like, or mini wee game week battle for point I need something to do go daft tonight because I've got Kane and Salah as well. So if Sun does something different, we'll say that. Gunnar does have Trent at the back. That's right. So there's a differential. But still, average 32, we're all above it. I know it's your ranks up to you're the top five for a Kane or just hovering, hovering about it, you know, up again. I was, I was in up until I was in up until the Villa game and then and Grealish goals. Grealish scored and that knocked me out. So I'm just above. Hold on. Where am I? Yeah. 541,080. But I um, went from 170 to 155k because Grealish goal. Because I had Grealish, so I went up to 155 in the world, okay? Which is pretty good to try to maintain it. Yeah. So, the results, Tom, you might have told us anything you've seen so far? Yeah. Are we not going to do our team results or are we going to do that? Well, I was doing that next week because we have the full one next week, we'll do it properly. Right. Unless you want to do it. Unless you want to do it. No, I don't fact, no fact, do it because see next week what will probably happen is we'll be we'll just we'll just discuss the latest team results because it's too much. So on you go, go for your team. Okay. Um so I had Martinez in goal for one point, uh Cancelo got me seventeen, Stones six, and Cresswell five. In midfield I had Harrison at Leeds got me seven, uh Gundog got me fourteen, Salah still to play, and disappointing for Captain Bruno, he only got four. Uh Bamford one point, Antonio five. And Kane still to play. I've got Ollie Buck on the bench for six points. So, on the off chance that neither of my two guys play, Buck might come on for a six point, and that's not bad. Okay, so I had Martinez go one point, Cancelo 17. And do you know, I'll tell you something, I was really debating Captain Cancelo, and I thought about it, and I thought about it, and I bottled it. I just had that feeling. I think we scored last week as well. He's going to have a haul at some point. I did say this on the podcast, 17 mm-hmm. points, and I thought, Nah, and I bottled it, so didn't do it. Stone six, had holding for two. Fernandez captain four. Salah still at play, like you said. Grealish for eight. Gundogan for fourteen. Or the Gundogan like to call him gonna. Banthers were one, and on my bench is quite disappointing. Dawson nine, and Adar Barrio six. The Dawson, when we discussed this we were in the chat, I went for my gut. It was Arsenal, so I did agree. But you think you should say I agreed on that? But I did mm. not see for one bit Brighton full and finishing their each for that six points for him as well. But again, this is what happens. Right, what is next? Results, Tom, you go. Talk us for results any you've seen so far. Um, so, in the Palace-West Ham game, obviously, Suchek got the double. Um, many benched him. Many sold him as well. They were, they were burnt for that. Um, Antonio, I felt he could have had a hat-trick in this game. He hit the post twice, and then he had a close-range shot saved uh, just off the line. So... For Antonio owners, it was a bit disappointing. In the Newcastle game, um, 
that was two one to Leeds. I've not got a lot of notes for that one. I just I just feel like Bamford's kind of dropped off a cliff stat wise and he's not really getting as much service. So obviously talk talk to you through my team lineup there. I think Bamford's probably the most uh, player who's on a, a shaky peg just now. So I'm considering my options for a, a transfer there. Um, Southampton one and Arsenal three. Standout for me was Saka. He had a goal and an assist in this game. He's only 5.4 million. And in the last six game weeks, he's had four goals and three assists. Though I would, uh, I would take note that Arsenal's next five fixtures, they're a bit trickier than what they've been, been facing recently. They've got Man United, Wolves, Aston Villa, Leeds, and then City. Uh, speaking of City, it was 5-0 in the City-West Brom game. Uh, Gundog got two goals. Mares, Sterling and Cancelo got a goal each. That triple also got an assist each, as did Bernardo Silva. He got an assist as well. For uh, Gundogan, it's eight goals in his last eight games. And Man City, as a team, have kept seven clean sheets in their last 10 league games. It was some long overdue attacking points for, for Cancelo with the goal and assist. And it just gets better. They're facing Sheffield United and Burnley in the next two fixtures. So the Yeah, option. buddy. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> Great options. <laughs> um, for Sunday's fixtures, it was Burnley uh, 3, Villa 2. It was a bit of a shock result, that one, I thought. Grealish got the goal. Now, that's only his first goal since game week 10. But in that time, he has had four assists. And it's been two goals in the last two games for Ollie Watkins. So he's a consideration for yep, me. Yeah, yep. I'm looking Bamford. at getting rid of Bamford. Um, it was, as we said, a shocking result for, for Burnley. Three goals. Dwight McNeil got a goal and assist in this game. That's his first goal of the season and only his second assist. So I don't think it's time to, to pile on Burnley just yet. Uh, the Chelsea Wolves game was 0-0. Uh, this was obviously Thomas Tuchel's first game in charge as the Chelsea manager. I don't really know much... I don't really know too much about him. From what I've heard, he does like a formation change. Rotation could be a bit of a concern under him. We need to see what what players he likes, what players he fancies. So I wouldn't suggest uh, I wouldn't suggest lumping on Chelsea assets just yet until we find out what who's settled starting eleven is, and then maybe taking it from there. Obviously, seeing what their forms like as well. And um, this was Wolves' first clean sheet since game week seven. So again. I'm not too set on Wolves' assets um, and the defence hasn't been great. It's not where it was last season. Obviously, you said Brighton nil, Fulham nil. I don't really have a lot of talking points for that game. Brighton, there's no one I really want to get in the Brighton team. Fulham have shown some some good signs. Um, They've had some good results recently. They've managed to draw against Liverpool. There's been a good few games there. I don't think there's one standout attacker which I would go for. A lot of people have said Lukeman. I hear um, Parker's in the, the market for a striker. I was watching Sky Sports News today. Perhaps with a um, with a few additions they might go on to, to start providing a few more points for us. They are quite high up on the season ticker for the next five game weeks. So be interested to see what happens there. Um, Everton won, Leicester won. James Rodriguez got the goal. For Leicester, it was Tielemans and it was Harvey Barnes that got the assist. Tielemans is on penalties, so that's whilst Vardy's out, he obviously had the hernia operation. 
So he's just going to be out for um, a short period of time, recovering from that. So in the meantime, if we're looking at Leicester assets, Harvey Barnes, he's had three goals and two assists in the last six games. He's only 6.8 million as well. Tillman's in that same period has had two goals and two assists. And Madison has had three goals and one assist. So Barnes seems to be the standout option there. Um, nothing for Calvert-Lewin, but he's, he's going to start getting that service back again. James Rodriguez is back. Uh, Luca Dean, he's back. And he's also playing out of position. I was his defender, but he's playing as a left winger just now. So if they can start keeping clean sheets, Dean's always good for a, a, a goal or an assist every now and again. Um, Leicester face Leeds and Fulham next as well. So it might be an idea to jump on one of their mids in the short term. They then face Wolves, who again, haven't been great defensively. Liverpool and then Villa after that. And then the last game is Man United 1, Sheffield United 2, which was another shocking result. Uh, Burke and then Brian got the goal and it was Fleck and Lundstrom with the assist. Uh, for Man United, it was Maguire that got the goal and Atella's assist. It's been only one assist in the last four games for Bruno Fernandes. Um, the Pogba effect. The Pogba effect is, is, a, is, is a possibility. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how things go with that. If, if we're going to offload, then there's going to be a lot of money flying around considering everyone's already sold KDB for the the next maybe a month or so. There's a lot of cheaper options out there, so I don't think price needs to be a factor. What about your man Arsenal signed Odegaard? Do you think that puts Smith Rowe's position in, in any doubt? Yeah, I think he'd, he'd probably be the most likely option to make way. Um, but given the given Saka's only 5.4 in his recent record, I, I don't know why you would take the risk on Odegaard when you've got him. Because uh, Odegaard's 7 million at 5.4, that's one and a half. Over oh, one is and it half. been priced 7 million? Is he, is he yeah, he's been priced 7 million. Yes, that's one, 1. 1.6 million cheaper going with Saka. And he's proven so far with his recent form. So. He's not, a, he's not a consideration for me at the minute. The only thing I can think there is he's been promised a certain amount of game time at the end of the season. So he's probably when he's fit, he's going to be nailed. So it's who's going to give away from Because I was thinking at some point, I was contemplating Salah if he doesn't pick up his game to Smith Rowe and then that money could be in my defence or mm-hmm. upgrade. Eventually, I'll be Brewster, who's just at one point, get every week. But I just wait. I just wait. I'll wait and see. I mean, I. I Talk about transfers last week. I did take it for Gundogan, and I knew you were having dig at me in the chat when Suex Suex scored two goals. Uh-huh. And I went to my bed for a watch finish the game, but I woke up and was like, oh, it kind of, it didn't cover it, but it kind of, it made me feel vindicated in my decision because yeah, it covered it. Like. Uh, it's like I lost the four points on the hit, but I'm glad I've got them in. I feel more at ease I've got them in, and I think I helped my rank as well. But Gundogan's more likely to perform in the next two fixtures, whereas Suchek, he's not going to get those two goals again. That was the thinking behind the transfer. But then when Suchek goes, I was like, oh, God, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> it's FPL over the back. You always think in your head, you make decisions, then it just goes against you when you watch it on the TV. This is what happens. Right. Fixtures, Tom. Predictions again for the coming up. Predictions again where next week says it's a double. We'll cover double next week rather because it didn't do any last week. Yep. So, Arsenal, Man United, I've went 0-0, and Gunners went 1-8. Um, 
I reckon 2-1 Arsenal. You know, I'm swearing on that myself. I do fancy Arsenal. I think when he's got a wee bit of... I'm thinking back to Celtic. I feel like the start of the season we're winning games just no more. That's what I see when I see my United. They're just getting results. And your play doesn't really merit the results you're getting. You're just creating more results. And that can't keep up. Mm. This what I've seen. It looks like yeah. it's finally came home to this. Uh, Southampton, Aston Villa. I went one each and Gunners went two each. Um, I reckon one one. And West Ham, Liverpool. Gunners went two one Liverpool. I went two one West Ham. <laughs> I know it's a running joke, right? Yeah. <laughs> I reckon two two. Another Desmond, Tom. Your favorite. Your favorite Desmond. Right, okay, transfers and captains. Sorry if I help you up again. And I've explained, I'll put this up and I can see it myself. My defence, right, I have... Where is it? My back five, right, is Stones and Cancel, who I'm not going to sell anytime soon. I've also got three, I've got three 4.5s, holding for Arsenal, Ada Bayayo from Fulham, and Dawson from... Who's Dawson from? West Ham. So I've got 5.8... Mines basically, I could spend five points on five point four. Do you recommend any attacking defenders I could replace one of them with? Well, first of all, who would you replace and who with? Right, who would you for keep? your back line again? Well, I'll take one. I'm not going to sell Cancelo Stones, it's basically it's holding no. the Arsenal, right? Other uh-huh. bio from Fulham or Dawson from West Ham, right? That's the three four point fives. Now, I have got 0.8 in the bank, which gives me 5.3, is that right, to spend? Mm-hmm. So, who would you get ready? And what options do you think I have? Because I'll tell, you, I'll, I'll tell you what I think, Actually, first of all. I'm thinking about the players, I'm thinking either between... Where is it here? Kufal or Justin... But I feel that's very, very samey. So does anybody else stand out to you for that price range? And who would you ready, first of all? I'd probably get rid of Holden just because of Arsenal's upcoming fixtures. Man United, Wolves, Villa, Leeds, Man City and Leicester. Oh, I'd pick Holden to get, to get rid of and you could take a punt on one of the Crystal Palace defenders. They're top of the fixture ticker just now. They face Wolves, Newcastle, Leeds, Burnley, Brighton and Fulham. So it's a nice differential option there. Um, you, you've you already got the boy from Fulham and their fixtures aren't too bad either. Um, I, 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 noticed, I noticed last night that Chelsea were playing three at the back with wing-backs, so you could maybe look at jumping on Chilwell. I thought he was getting forward quite a bit. Can I, fo- can I fold him at that price? I think I can. Is, what's the, what was your price again? 5.8? 5.3 I've got all in. Oh. I no, then. You had 5.8, hold on. No, 0.8 and 4.5, so 5.3. Is it turning out to be a great podcast? <laughs> <laughs> Who plays wing-back for Crystal Palace? Is it Klein and Dan? Is that two wing-backs? Do they play 3-5-2? How do they work? 
Um, I always remember them as playing a 4 4 2. Let's have a look. Because Mitchell, so, obviously, 3.9 stands out like so far because he's 3.9. And I know he's played the last few games, but is he definitely nailed on all the time, Mitchell? He's been playing a lot recently. The back line is Ward, Cahill, Kiati, and Mitchell. And then either side in the midfield, they've got Townsend and they've got Easy on the other side. So I could potentially then downgrade one to 3.9 mm-hmm. to somebody that's nailed. If they give him more money to get a Creswell or a Chilwell the week later, if need be. You could do that, yeah. I think you have charmed me. Something you have charmed me. Because I know Mitchell has been playing, and then I know it's Kilman's back at the Wolf team, but then Crystal Palace seem more. Well, not what I asked him, obviously, they look more secure at the back than Wolves have been. Mm-hmm. I think that's what I might do. I mean, I'm happy with my. The only other option I think would be, as you said yourself, Bamford. But I'm willing to give another week or two first. I'm not going to jump off that yet. He was a kind of set and forget type player because as his point return has been approved, he is been quite good, but as you mentioned his stats, he's seen that he's slightly dropped him off as he's getting in. The other, the other defender I would like is Target, 4.7 million for Villa. Villa's fixtures aren't too bad either. Is he, uh, is he centre-back? Is he, is he a full-back? I think I want, a full-back. I want, a, I want an attacking. I want to do the whole Cancelo type stuff. I know you do a lot somebody that's going to be. I know, I know Dawson scored last night, fair enough, but I'd prefer my defenders to be attacking full-backs. Target is the, he's the sixth highest scoring defender in the game. Um, he's already got three assists this season. That's not too bad. Okay, I'll think about that. And before I go to you, captains of this week will probably be Kane away to Brighton. But again, I'm thinking Man City can say hello Stones and Gondogan against the Shelby at home. That feels like that feels like easy money. It feels like easy money to put one on, but it's really like the balls to do it. So yourself, Tom, we get transfer thoughts and captain plans this week. Um I think yeah, you're right. The the captaincies between Gundogan and Kane. Need to see how uh, Spurs perform tonight and just obviously make sure no, no one ends up injured. Um because that'll obviously make it the decision easy if Kane comes off. Um I'm more inclined to go to, to Gundogan, I think. Transfer-wise, I was talking about getting rid of Bamford. But I do really like the those Leicester mids. I do quite like Harvey Barnes. I like him as well. It was my thoughts. But then I'm happy midfield, so I don't really like to jump off somebody that I'm happy with. So See, I've, I've got Harrison, and although he got me the goal, I'm can maybe considering that as a parting gift and... <laughs> going, going, going to get rid of him just because Leeds is a whole up. Yeah. I think no, I think it's a good that's a good choice because you've got the return off him, and people go, "Oh, he's hitting return, keep him." But I more likely think the same as you. You've got your return, move on before he starts blank again because he's probably yeah. he's not going to do that every week. And Harry Barnes looks great. The only thing here, Tom, is if they've got no Vardy up front. Looks slightly disjointed without that kind of man to kind of lightning rod to hit off him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a consideration. They did all right with Perez and he got the assist in the game last night, so 
something to something it's, to it's not a, it's not a short term you can always come back off if it doesn't work a couple weeks anyway can you? it's not it's a big yeah. thing it's not like I'm really stuck for something to do because my bench isn't looking too bad now with Burke and Mitchell <laughs> well they're both playing so they're close isn't that yeah. bad look at that way when Burke returned last night didn't he he, he scored yeah he scored yeah and captain will be you said Gundogan or Kane Gundogan or Kane I'm leaning towards Gundogan and you see yes I know he's been he's done well he came, off, he came off early as well. I mean, he came off like 50 Oh, he's nailed. Minutes. He's definitely nailed. So he's, he's probably going to start. And the eye test is amazing because you watch him. I watched the highlights again today and he's playing so far, not not so far forward. He's just, he's pushing forward. Yeah. He's making runs into the box. And it wasn't the same player as last year. He's, and like, he's obviously evolved and developed under Pep. Mm-hmm. And he's up to more his game. And he's you can see him on form and he looks so happy that he's brimming with confidence. It's probably been out of necessity, really, because Aguero's never fit. And I yeah, it's what's what it good for us. He's basically a, a defence midfielder in the game who's now playing further up. Number. for fun. <laughs> it's great. Yeah. Okay. So that's us finished. Then, week, Tom, do you want to... Well, first of all, first, again, the, the cup. I'll plug the cup. There's only two spaces left, and it is a first-come, first-serve. So whoever direct messes me, first and second, has got the last two spots, and that's it. Yep. No... Can you fit me in? No, I can't fit you in. You've done two, that's now what, two full weeks? It's one to eight to cut off. We're working on a draw. We're doing that. Plugs, Tom, on you go. Yep, so I am at FFS underscore skill on Twitter. Um, I'm going to try and fire up the, the article tomorrow um, in preparation for the double game week. You can ask questions. I'm always happy to answer. Likes, retweets, hit me up. Uh, <laughs> follow me on Twitter, Fantasy Half. Gunnar's not here, obviously, but he's a third, third member of this Wolfpack. He's fit my weekly pod. And if you like your podcast, give us a review on iTunes or wherever you get podcasts. And once again, thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed the two podcasts this week. We'll be back again. We'll be back on Tuesday or Thursday because it's double game week. We'll discuss it all fair and see what we're going to do. Yeah, we'll decide what we're going to do. do. Listen, we're back and we're back. We're totally calm and laid back like that. That's it. You wait for us because you love us. <laughs> right, I know enough nonsense. Right, Tom, say goodbye. Bye. Right, see you later. Bye bye.
comes a flock of wham-wams. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 